Hello. Sorry. About there we go. <laughs> Fucking works this time, and That's the audio's there. But, like you're watching a stoner show because like <laughs> nothing works <laughs> mate it wasn't my fault we fucking Everything tested all this out. shit moments before we went live uh-huh. you fucking tabs of the fucking thingamajig sure. after the camera was on uh-huh. the meters are rolling <laughs> everything's there and then it all goes Super black cute. and you can't fucking figure out what the fuck's going on so you gotta restart everything this well, is my bad welcome back everybody and yeah we've been on a bit of a hiatus jake was away in the land of the vikings in uh denmark i was i did meet a few vikings yeah the first thing at you least. said to me when you came back was that viking physiognomy is real definitely what did you mean by that like the archetypes you see in like your favorite viking shows exist to this day in like both <laughs> the physicality and like the personality type of uh of many scandinavians that i met and like what types of archetypes did you see while you like the there? kind of like floki kind of like uh you know a uh, guy from vikings if you've seen that show where he's kind of like a bit scrawny yeah he's a bit scrawny but he's fucking crazy as fuck and he's got like mad ideas and like cre- and he's like That's a really like creative a guy out there a hundred percent it's like a woke and then guy. also like the fucking just the just the uh, absolute like you know proper viking like archetype like big, huge, huge arms like fucking tree trunks just real? like okay how are we both considered men like <laughs> me as a hobbit and you as a fucking viking literally looking up at you like you're a foot taller than me like how are we both considered the same kind of uh thing as a human being is crazy what else was there like the jolly like they all love a fucking fresh sandwich and i am a man that can appreciate that uh, like a good sandwich culture so that won me over pretty fucking quickly. And then, um, yeah, they also have very nice ciders and all sorts of nice alcoholic things that I drank there as well. Was there like the Odin old man kind of vibe? Did I did. see a lot of wizards I did, out there? I did see some wizards. I met this one guy who was in a band called High Lung, I think is how you pronounce it or how it, how it's pronounced or like how it was spelled anyway Ooh. to me. But he, he's basically in like a Viking folk band. That's that awesome. does like Bronze Age um, Viking war chants and stuff like this, <laughs> with a full like thirty person choir and like they have shields and spears and fucking like a smashing shit and fucking like you know not smashing shit but like you know stomping on the floor Did with you it. Get to see them perform? No, but he just like came to the studio for this uh, for this meeting I had there and was like, oh, this sounds very interesting. And he was just like, oh mate, please, if you do like this, will be like the demo track I use for everything now. It will be like your band. It's <laughs> <Just> like yo, <"Yeah." laughs> doing fucking epic Viking chants. Like a Viking, <laughs> he looked. He looked like an elder Viking, like a fucking big, fucking long, long old fucking beard that came. Like gave me fucking. Everyone gives me beard envy over there, bro. That's what I'm saying. This is nothing. You think that I've got a long beard You're and this the is long? Guy I've ever met no, dude. Life. This is nothing. This is look at this. This is this is short time I've been, shit. I've been begging you to get it trimmed. No, it's got to be like all the way down here. That's what you realize when you get there. You're like, I'm not a fucking Viking until you've got like your fucking beard all the way down there until you can plait it like comfortably <laughs> through with through with three big fucking like plats that then then you're like you're you're, you're okay a real man, then. yeah you have enough testosterone basically it's proven that you you've you've survived many battles that your beard is that long <laughs> you said that you get why they conquered england 
Yeah, I mean, if it was like a hundred of the guys that I saw that are mostly like insecurity and stuff like that, versus a thousand of me's, like I'm pretty, putting my money on pretty, the fucking huge dudes. That's a pretty dope army to have, like a, an army full of like big dench guys, and then also like crazy, unpredictable, yeah, esque exactly. And you're just like, oh, I anything. completely, I completely get it now. This is this was like a no brainer. I'm surprised <laughs> oh you guys God. aren't still running shit. Like it's a pretty perfect combo. But also it's just like. Yeah, you're sort of, sort of realizing how uh, conditioned you are to like unnatural conditions living in living in London, yeah. being in such like an, uh, a densely densely like what well, I, I don't know. I've not been to Shanghai or Hong Kong, which I think would be some of the only places that could could beat London. But even San Francisco is not dense where you're like, oh my god, I'm fucking packed in. Like it's like it's disgusting and it's like <laughs> it's terrible everywhere you look. But you're not like, oh my god, I can't breathe because there's just so many fucking people. Yeah. Like in London, wherever you fucking go, whatever you fucking do, getting a fucking pint, doing whatever the fucking you, whatever the fucking casual thing you're doing, you're so squeezed in with so many fucking people that like. I forget, I just forgot what open space really kind of feels like. like yeah, and then you get yeah. somewhere like fucking Denmark or Sweden, and you're just like, oh my God, this is like what it's Heaven. supposed to feel yeah. like. <laughs> like this is like yeah. a nice built up kind of small, it, well, it's not small. Like I was in Copenhagen for one week. That was like not small. That's like massive. It's got a theater, uh, theme park in the middle of it. It's fucking awesome. But it's also like doesn't feel like everything's claustrophobic yeah and there's like not so many people there that you're just like fucking clambering for space and shit everyone's just chilling as fuck yeah it's yeah. great that like scandinavian springtime is an absolute peach of a fucking time oh to go God. to any of those places <laughs> if you ever plan to travel there i mean Did that you eat anything good i had the most insane swedish meatballs i've ever had in my fucking life <laughs> And like I, I can't believe that well, I, I IKEA, IKEA. Yeah, but yeah. no, that 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 is it's like. I'm like, getting sick several times from eating IKEA but that, meatballs. That's like a crying shame because like <laughs> actually having really properly nicely made like chef cooked fucking Swedish meatballs with the fresh lingonberries and fucking mashed potatoes and the gravy and everything. It's just like, dude, it is absolutely a magical fucking meal. <laughs> it's incredible, but IKEA completely fucked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just not fair. But then, yeah. Also, um, what other what other nice things did I have? Like, not I try. I obviously try to eat as much like nativey stuff as possible when I'm yeah. in places. But they were just so like so keen on fucking like sandwiches and all sorts of other sort of normal things. You were like, I'm not gonna have that for dinner. I'm gonna have the pizza or like. <laughs> I did have a fucking huge steak that I shared with a colleague out there. It was crazy. That yeah, was the you sent biggest me a picture of that. It was like as big as my head. Yeah, bigger. It was like <laughs> stupid. It was definitely obviously for two people or more, but like me me and my buddy p- finished it off. Mostly like he helped a lot. I couldn't finish that whole thing, especially wow. like, you know, no, I guess because you kind of started romanticizing it while you were out there. Like, babe, we should move. move, 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 move. It's fucking amazing. Not going to lie. I kind of, I know I have a love-hate relationship with London in the sense that I get that it's claustrophobic and expensive and shit. But then, like, while you were gone this week, I was, like, retracing the steps of William Blake. Cute. Um, and you can't do shit like that anywhere else, you know? And there's such a rich history here and... Especially if you're like... Can retrace the fucking steps of Ivar the Boneless and like all these other fucking epic Viking warriors and shit, dude. What are you talking about? But I don't know, because this was like an empire. So many different people crossed through here. Like I was talking to this guy at work the other day and he was talking to me about how his girlfriend is like half Turkish, Mm -hmm. half Nigerian. 
which is the most like South London mix <laughs> ever. Like you couldn't meet someone who's that mix anywhere else. That's true. And it's or maybe New so, maybe New York, like, but yeah. Because it was like maybe New York, sure. But like in just like the unique pattern of this city being the center of empire and commerce at one point, and the you know types of people that have come through here and just England in general. Like this place is pretty ran through. Like you know. Don't no describe one, it as ran it's through. It's pretty ran through. I mean, no it is ran really through, and that's definitely English, especially London. This city is ran through. It's definitely like the every, the every single part of the world is like represented here in some form or fashion, which I think that's is pretty tr- special. That's true, but I feel like just in its like in its appearance and in its and uh, if you're a mystic as well in its, its energy, like it's city. it's also ran through. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's just like oh, I'm I, I, like you've abused me so much. I'm like I can't cope anymore. Like you know, what I mean, it's just like utterly ridiculous. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I've got mixed. I've got mixed feelings because like I don't know. This is where I was born. Number one, it's the place where I formed most of my memories, and also like I feel pretty connected to the history of it. And I feel like randomly moving to Denmark would be weird <laughs> and like well, random <laughs> you have to speak fucking Danish yeah, that's exactly. it that's the, that's the starting point and that's kind of what I'm realizing I guess a lot with like trying to escape like the UK was that like I should have had the balls to do it when I was younger and, like when Brexit was happening should have just been like babe <laughs> that's it, it. Let's come it. with me we're going to fucking Berlin like we're doing it take the backpack let's get the fuck out of here but I was like you know what no I've got faith i got faith that we're going to oh, fucking stick it through and then we're going to figure something out here depressing and economically precarious time to be in london it's still a really pivotal and interesting point in its history so i'm kind of glad to be here and as i was tracing the steps of william blake this week and i went up to primrose hill and stuff like i realized he was also alive during a similar time where there was mm. like this it was like a weird transitional kind what, of what years was William Blake around um, in London again? Hang on, I need to look it up in order to not Oh, I thought you were a, th- a total idiot. I thought you were a fresh scholar. Hang on. Do it on do it on your phone. Okay. So I don't want to ruin the OBS again and make everything fucking <laughs> make everything die. die. <laughs> well anyway, we'll get it we don't want to get into that too much. But yeah, I, I think that it's like a magical scene. Is it like industri- it's not industrial revolution, he's older than that. Yeah, no, I think so. Or is it like the start of the Industrial Revolution when they're making factories and things like that? I have to look up properly again to see when he was. But yeah, like, it's still like a really magical city in its own way. It's a magical city, but I'm also sort of like, I also just like, I could do with like going somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, And just like having a different pace of life. Yeah. Like different, and just seeing like, I don't know, like I used to, I used to travel quite a bit for my job. So it sort of like felt like, oh, I could see different bits of life and still be like oh you know what i still really enjoy where i'm like it's fine i've sort of like the prospect for the city is like not that bad it could like get better mm-hmm. there are these options etc etc and that was just gotten to the point where you're like prayer mm-hmm. but that was some guy Fawkesian level <laughs> like yeah. revolution i really can't see like how anything's gonna get like markedly better like mm-hmm. in living in london mm-hmm. so like I feel like what are the options and like, like how do we people, do that? I feel like most people who live in major cities feel the same way. And I feel like I feel like it's particularly acute in the UK with like the fucking cuz if you look on the like G7 or whatever and all this stuff like pre and post covid we've like not 
done well we've like not been doing well <laughs> yeah, for like yeah, a long yeah. time now and it's kind of all like coming up yeah, it's to like a point and it's just like yeah when's the imf gonna step in like this is getting all a little bit silly isn't it so but even then it's the same in like most parts of the developed world post covid there's been like a massive economic slump and obviously this is causing a lot of people to like romanticize other parts of the world and it's already happening that like, there's been a massive like culture of like digital nomads moving to cheaper parts of europe or to parts of, of south america or even asia where the cost of living is a lot lower and their money stretches like a lot further but that i would has, like, i would do japan but like <laughs> we would definitely not on the list we, of countries where would, your money would stretch no we would, we would have to basically be like pretty poor for like a few years until my language skills and your language skills got yeah, to be like exactly. fluent japanese and then but you I could mean, actually apply for jobs that you would be qualified for in japan yeah, yeah, yeah. but until you have like fluent japanese yeah. it's a complete non-starter and it's basically the same any non-english speaking country is its dominant language so like if you don't speak like fluent kind of like another language your chances of kind of like getting uh getting something there is yeah. pretty still i don't know i'm thinking about this as like a non-eu citizen now for eu citizens always... they can still flit around europe quite easily yeah, and just yeah. get a job wherever which is kind of like but even then for other God parts, damn it, man. for other parts of the for other parts of the world during this um you know whole situation they're seeing as a way of being able to kind of siphon off elements of the sort of labor market of the west like every time i'm scrolling through social media now i'm seeing all these like weird ads like move to australia move to new zealand if you yeah. have skills in this if you have a degree in this blah 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 and they're specifically targeting people in the uk and the yeah, us like farmers and nurses and like you not know that. Awesome. engineers awesome. of like but pro proper awesome. engineers not audio engineers not like the like the meme <laughs> it's like all the businessmen like putting the like civil engineer like astrophysics engineer fucking teletubby hand comes in audio engineer <laughs> like not like me but how, like proper proper engineers i just realized how bizarre trying to explain a meme is like <laughs> it is it's the like visual the medium is so easily powerful to tell stories isn't it it's thing, but yeah the whole digital nomad thing is becoming attractive now, but i don't know i think it's kind of another is that it maybe i should just like get myself like a fucking what's it page on some shitty fucking service and be like oh look i've got all these skills and i'll do it for fucking nothing <laughs> like give me five star rating and i'll fucking give you a rim job and then i'll give you a rim job yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, so I, mean... I get more jobs and then I can just like go and live in Bali and fucking like no, I don't dick around on my laptop for half an hour a day. Like White Lotus every day. It would just be that like That would be kind of cool though. No, it would like... be like mentally ill like failed Americans and British people who are like trying to run away from their problems. I'd do it for a year. I wouldn't. I'd I would do, do it for I'd a, do year, it for for a year. year but I wouldn't make it my lifestyle cuz I do Mate, I don't think know, of I feel the... like I have I feel like I have a special purpose in this city think of the character inspiration like... you're gonna get from uh living in somewhere like that yeah of course. for your writing of and course, all of that of like it's gonna be it's just <laughs> you're not even gonna need to do anything you're just gonna need to like look just around and be like fucking brilliant like... here we go i was stuck yesterday this oh, is brilliant God. Oh, God. i needed to hear the end of how this fucking woman's divorce went <laughs> <laughs> jake's just there collecting the tea showing off his gemini moon for the drama <laughs> well yeah um let's move into our actual meat topic of the episode um 
which is like the hosti- the growing hostility between me- men and women. Oh, um, are we not? Are we not going to nerd out about the the tech oh, news shit, first? Yeah, we got to do tech news first. It is Mystic yeah, in the Machine. We do have to. Do and tech news I mean, first. I, I, what we talk about is definitely going to. It's all spurred by the internet, I guess, which is like yeah. a roundabout way of like tying all it all together. All <laughs> but, you know, comfortable circle on this podcast. Everything's fucking tied to the internet, isn't it? So it's yeah. a bit of a cop out, but still, it's yeah. a, it's a, you know, give us a fucking break. <laughs> so yeah, let's do tech news first. So first tech news is the Neuralink has now been FDA approved for human trials. Yay, um. <laughs> baby. Uh, so it kind of moves out of the realm of speculation and now into the realm of like reality. Now that human trials are well, um, like basically give, have been given the green light to be. Yeah. But that, this doesn't mean that like you're gonna like get a neural link to access Twitter and stuff like that. Well, right yeah. now, Do you know what I mean? Tri- it's trials. all for medical use, isn't it? Well, Which is yeah, why it's right FDA now. approved, well, isn't right, it? Right so now, the, the trials they're doing are trying to help people with motor neuron disorders, all sorts of different things. And yeah, the technology has the potential to be a massive help for um, people with motor issues and all sorts of things. It could really change people's lives. Yeah, it looks fucking day, nuts. It's, he, um... Elon Musk talk about it. He sort of talks about it in a way that he believes it's like going to save humanity because yeah, AI is going to get so smart and so advanced. That's that all marketing and hype, that, though, isn't it? The it's only just... way that we can beat it is by merging with that's his cell. And I'm not saying he's correct. I'm just saying that's how he's framing it. He's not necessarily framing it as like this ethical, humanitarian, medical breakthrough thing. In fact, there's not that much information about that you actually have to really look if you want to learn about the medical implications of this the sort of forward-facing message is this is like the new leap forward in human evolution he's sort of making it ultra existential um well i don't um you know that's i mean this is where it's interesting where it kind of almost clashes with the other big bit of tech news right with the um Apple Vision mm-hmm. announcement mm-hmm. with their big, uh, you know, conference, whatever the fuck it is that they do with yeah. all the Apple stuff. Yeah. Announce all the new things coming. <laughs> Where it was like really software focused to make everything feel more lifelike and real life and 3D. Like all of the software stuff was focused yeah. around that. At the same time, then there's like a dropping the bombshell that they're releasing this massive headset mm-hmm. called Apple Vision that's going to set you back fucking three and a half K. Yep. Yeah, which is I'm like that's actually kind of cheap. That's kind of the price of like a decently specced MacBook, I think. Yeah. So, if, but it's, uh, I, was, it's, I wasn't expecting it to be MacBook price because this thing basically promises to shift your paradigm and change your universe. We'll show you some of the advertising for it in a minute, and it's like the price of a high spec MacBook. I was expecting it to be like fifteen thousand dollars or something ridiculous. But then this is the fucking voodoo that Apple have done on all of us, right? Because <laughs> the most expensive, I think, like actual commercial released um, VR set before mm. this. Was the Oculus? No, it was the Valve Index. Mm. So it was made by the company that does Steam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big yeah, fucking yeah, company. Yeah. Shit loads of money. Yeah. Fuck loads of resources went into it. It's one yeah. of the most impressive fucking VR headsets ever. I think you played a version before the Index. Was this the one that you played 
played with me. Mm-mm. So this was a generation before the Valve Index came out. So mm. it's gotten even better from that, the Valve Index was. And that came in, I think, just around a grand. Mm. All in. Mm. Controls, sensors, the whole shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Apple announces a VR headset that's three and a half times the most expensive head VR headset that's ever been released. And everyone's reaction is, oh, it's kind of the same price as a MacBook. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is how fucking screwed, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 fucking valuation of... Or not valuation. It's, it, it all gets very esoteric and philosophical when you start talking about the value of something, doesn't it? But it's sort of like the price that you would pay for Apple products and what you expect now Mm. is so vastly out of whack with everything else in Mm -hmm. every other fucking market, even ones that they're involved Mm in. Mm -hmm. It's a big PR juju job that they did, (laughs) that they've successfully done. They're basically pitching it as like the next sort of interface. It um, is. It's the beyond beyond the phone. Yeah. To like be seamless with uh, reality around you, yeah, so that it's like a, what do they call it? Aug- augmented reality. reality. So you can wear glasses that like have fucking scans of your face to project version of your eyes onto a screen in the front of the glasses, so that people look like you're seeing them. Yeah. <laughs> whilst you're inside these glasses, yeah. <laughs> fucking having a wank or doing whatever else it is that you're doing. Of course, people like, are going to use this to jack off. It's the first thing that's going to happen when people get their hands on these for sure. And it is pretty nuts, I'm not going to lie. Like, it is, um, you know, it is pretty nuts. And definitely due to the nature of my work and such, I'm definitely going to end up having to experience <laughs> that and be like, what the fuck is this? You're this is get nuts. Sh- you're going to get fired for, like, being in your office with, like, your pants around your <gasps> oh, 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 it was a spooky ghost. <laughs> Just pull a full Randy Marsh. Like I don't know. Like it's. I feel. I feel like that. So what cemented it was that we were going to show you this yeah, as well. Is that is the Disney announcement that goes along with it, and for me, like that kind of really cements it as like okay, a lot of really really fucking big companies have put so fucking much money into this now. I don't think it's going anywhere no, i think that i think that, I think that and especially once yeah. apple have done something that makes every motherfucker like samsung will try and do some shit yeah. fucking who fuck knows like comes next nvidia might try and do some fucking shit like who the fuck knows you think apple might launch a social media platform of its own and then just be the omni yeah device why and not so the omni platform i've i've already can see the prototype with that with what they've done with some of the software. (laughs) They've got this new poster thing, which is a picture of you with all of your contact information, with fucking other stuff. Fuck knows what like that could develop into, where it shows you like your latest thought or t- or version of what a tweet would be, whatever they fucking rebrand that it, to. That's like a journal. Yeah. And it like in the ad, it's like tell us your innermost and like fucking this is a space for you to feel gratitude. It's like really bizarre. And of course, like an invasion and intrusion into your like internal world. Yeah. Ever more than even your the iPhone or like social media could have ever been. Like, although, although there are some things. Oh, hang on, hang on. Do you like his Akira shirt? My, yeah, that makes me look fucking huge and fat as fuck because the fucking. Asian. It's because it's Asian. It's an Asian Asian large is like a fucking Western <laughs> small. Just for anyone that's buying like t shirts from cute Japanese shops that is definitely imported. 
their sizes are all fucked up okay i'm telling you for free now oh my god um but yeah what was it what was i saying we were talking about yeah that they're all in on this shit and this isn't going away like i thought in my usual kind of little misanthropic self where like I don't use the thumbprint on my on my phone. Yeah. I don't use the face recognition. I don't use the Siri. I don't do any of the kind of last 15 year kind of advancements in like uh, interface with technology because I find them incredibly alien and strange and I love buttons and switches and dials and things that you can like tactilely touch I really hate the fucking touch screen model and I got really like a little sense of joy the other day because there was a big like forum uh, a big media post all these different companies talking about how they're ditching the touchscreens for cars. They're going back to buttons and stuff. I was like, hey, hey, we're in with a chance, boys. <laughs> buttons are on the way back. But no. I do like a good button. Now it's, it's all going to be like like kind of semi-autistic hand gestures to fucking like <laughs> navigate through your like you know camera-censored fucking stuff. Remember the guy's like severely autistic son? Yeah. Who's just like sitting there going like this. Yeah, that's like... He's like, Jimmy, take your pills. <laughs> take your pills, Jimmy. That's the fucking future, guys. Yeah. It's literally going to be the future. And, and just, we should show, let's show the thing. Sure, 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 sure. To our topic okay. before we run out of battery okay let's show the thing i mean i could talk about this a lot yeah but we should do it next episode next episode okay oh and predictably Predicti- as, like, is tradition, as is tradition the fucking thing okay, didn't work there we go fuck for that. all right we're not that <laughs> incompetent even though we're stoners we promise all right look at this shit this is like disney's little chime in for the apple oh um God, it's so announcement it's, it's just in time for their 100th anniversary yeah i can't believe disney's turning 100 as it's well. a lot of big stuff all oh. coinciding mate that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying it's like it's, not i think it's all planned it's all coming around <laughs> it's all like coming here to stay and it's coming pretty fast yeah, pretty and you better much. get used to it that's yeah. that's kind of what i'm getting realized yeah, too pretty much go on What if all the things that we thought were impossible were suddenly possible? Disney adults jizzing in their pants. <laughs> favorite stories. I can have a pool party Not with Ariel. Ways. Or in unbelievable places. <laughs> you could do more. And just watch sports. <laughs> you could watch, <laughs> you watch five sports at the same time. You watch five sports at once. And you have like all the advertising hit you at the same time. It's like, buy a big gulp. Buy, get your boner pills. It's like all, all hitting you at once. Oh You'll be immersed in advertising. Oh dear. You could be at the game without leaving your home. Imagine dads in the future. You could live life without living life. Did you know that? Literally, it's just so demonic. Henry David Thoreau would be like crawling in his fucking grave watching this shit right now. Fucking Ted Kaczynski would like fucking be crawling in his grave right now. Modern Thoreau, yeah, like (laughs) black-pilled Thoreau, yeah. (laughs) That's actually a good way of describing him, black-pilled Thoreau. Let's go. Part of the action like never before. What if you could travel on a National Geographic adventure from your couch? Or 
your imaginary friends. Sinister Mickey, just like winking. He hasn't got sinister yet, wait for it. <laughs> Weren't quite so... Imaginary. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he literally does make people face. Why feel like? Why does he? He literally looks like he's gonna snatch up your fucking children. Yeah, like, mate. He's making molesty hands. That's so dark. Why? What the fuck is going on, dude? Like, that's crazy. What if you could bring Disney World into your world? What if you could become a superhero <laughs> what? and seek the answer to the ultimate question? What if space, time, reality? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, did it just get existential on us? Yeah, from the space baby. The space baby's got to get all existential on you. It's a prism of endless possibilities. Did he say it's a prison of endless possibilities? I think he literally did, yeah. Wait, rewind that back. Did he just say it's a prison or a prism? It's a prison. They did that shit on purpose. It's either I'm too a drunk. A prison of endless possibilities. It's either I'm drunk or I'm too high or what the fuck. Most, but not to you. I mean, that's pretty mask off, Disney. Shut it, old white man. Don't you know that your time is over? Jesus. We've had enough out of you. Fuck off. But, yeah, that that was like the cherry on the top of their fucking Apple announcement was this big... it's a prison for your consciousness. I didn't catch that first time round. That was... Like fucking doing child molester hands. That was fully mask off, Disney. I'm surprised. That, well, but that's, that's the future, guys. But this is like this is the interesting thing. I was like, I was talking to this with uh, my my, co my colleague when we were in Denmark, and was just like, and it was this very like you know it a seemingly middle class sentiment, right? Of like, oh, travel should be mandatory, like everybody should travel, mm. kind of thing. And he like, yeah, on the surface, I get the like, oh. Everybody should travel. To yeah, I get that. I get that <laughs> criticism. And it's like fucking valid as hell. But at the same time, the fucking like actual sentiment of it is not incorrect. Like actually going out into the world and traveling and yeah. seeing other fucking cultures yeah. and doing all this stuff. I, th I do believe uh, like fucking like person, physically yeah. expands your brain. I feel like your head does get like new th connections and neurons form. No, it gets physically bigger. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The more places you go, the, your well, head physically goes like, bigger. Like if you've a... ever met like an American study abroad, <coughs> no offense to our audience. <laughs> if you've ever met an American study abroad, these are people who have like been everywhere, but their heads are still like pretty fucking empty. Yeah, but no. So, but but my point is like living life, right? And I've, I've been I dropped Henry's row been reading Walden, obviously, which is why I'm talking about this shit at the moment. This but it's like living. Now he's going to get a cabin somewhere. He's going to touch grass a little bit too hard. <laughs> like no, but the whole point of that shit is like living life. The experience of living life is far more than like studying it or, you know, observing it yeah. passively. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like all of the, the idea that like technology 
could like connect humans in ways that didn't before, like in ways that it did, like with airplanes and stuff and international travel and this yeah. kind of thing. Now, instead of like using technology uh, to like make it eco-friendly to still possible to travel and do all of this stuff, it's like, no, have all of these experiences from your couch yep. in Camden yeah. because God knows you're too poor and too fucking like yeah. conscious of the fucking climate and all the damage you would possibly do but if you fucking if you left your fucking house it. so like Stop. do all of the living right from your very home and it's just like I I don't know about that it is like a prison for your consciousness it's like a descent into a more degraded and like fragmented form of existence like being able to zoom into like a fucking vr cinema that's showing like epic scale fucking imax yeah. uh like you know shit in when wherever you're sat down oh sign me up yeah, baby that's, like that's i get not, that like, not, like look i'm not like I, a luddite despite the fact that i am i do believe that i am a proto benny jesseret in the days before <laughs> Butlerian Jihad. So yeah, I am a little bit of a Luddite, but not really. But at the same time, like if it was just like an experience, like you could go somewhere and like have play games or do whatever with it. But you know that that's not what it's for. It's supposed to be the next interface. Yeah, exactly. And it's supposed to be the next kind of integration into reality. That like we're all going to be walking around with these fucking things in our heads like all the time and like like getting all of this extra information from like all of the... And it's just going to become more sleek and streamlined and less clunky as time goes on. But... And, you but know, augmented reality, I think, is probably going to be the next... And then what that like then partners with your your Neuralink if you've got one and then you can like instead of doing like autistic hand gestures in the air You can like fucking swipe with just your mind and you can you can just be like on tinder whilst you're like on a date with a girl and just be like Swiping with your mind without having to do autistic hand gestures like they're gonna Let's get into our next topic. That's the perfect way to place. There the you go. There you we're go. Talking about how I did that on media purpose. and how social media has like implement has impacted the relationship between men and women, and like this is a topic I've wanted to talk about on this show for a really long time, but just haven't had the opportunity or excuse. I think the last time we talked about it was with Kevin Samuels. Oh yeah. For those of you who don't remember him, he was sort of this viral dating. I don't think we've ever talked about Kevin Samuels on this podcast. No, not on this podcast on our last podcast. Um, we talked about Kevin Samuels and like he's this he was this like dating guru viral guy who said a bunch of inflammatory things about women and got people riled up he was you know he played the game well yeah he played the game of social media well went got vi went viral blah 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 but you know this has been sort of a motif over the last couple of years of like you know viral machismo podcast dudes talking about women and then women being resentful but now the resentment of women has now reached the level that it's beginning to match those dudes and a few viral female figures mm -hmm. have, have emerged. emerged. One of which is the Sprinkle Sprinkle Lady. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have seen this woman <laughs> floating around the zeitgeist, but she's gone viral recently. And she's this sort of dating coach woman who teaches other women how to finesse men and has this incredibly cold transactional view about dating love and relationships mm -hmm. but it seems to be resonating and the thing about her is even though people are sort of comparing her to andrew tate and saying that she's like a female andrew tate i wouldn't say so because she's not as thirsty for clout um she had actually been making videos for about four years 
prior to people clipping those videos and putting them on TikTok. And recently she's been going viral. But this right. meme hazard has been kind of gestating for an incredibly long time. And now it's finally sort of taken hold. And like, all I'm seeing is incredibly resentful dialogue coming from anti-social men and anti-social women online who are using it to elevate themselves in the attention economy. Yeah. But it's actually having an effect on like young people and how they're viewing relationships. Because they take love, all of the... they take Sex. All of those things, money. It's because they exist. Like I feel like really the vital aspects of existence. Younger generations like exist more online than uh, previous well, so ones. Be on their heads. And like, so all of the information they take, they kind of take probably, I don't know, maybe with context, either more or less with a grain of salt mm -hmm. than previous generations. Mm -hmm. So like they would see figures like that and then kind of not actually have as much distance from yeah. the realm of the media and all of this other stuff to yeah. be like, oh, this person's kind of doing this for attention and but even then, whatever else. The reckoning is already happening. I was on Twitter today and I saw this uh, girl, she won head. Mm -hmm. She was complaining that the zoo, her mentally ill Zoomer fans are now blaming her for leading them down the alt-right pipeline. And I looked at the bottom of the tweet and like bare of them were like, oh yeah, you did lead me. I did watch you when I was young and like, I do blame you for- And now I'm a Nazi yeah, and it's all your fault. And it's like, these people are in a cult. They don't think of themselves. And the parasocial dimensions of this are so fucking deep. And what were her videos about? overridden their fucking- um, What her videos- thinking. I don't know, she talks, I've never, I don't know. She talks about stuff. And I think she's had like a pretty hodgepodge political journey. So I think she was like a rational skeptic at one point and then she became a bit more right leaning and then she became a leftist and now she's like a kind of like... The rational skeptic sounds like um, the name of the political party that <laughs> Eric Weinstein would start. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, she kind of she's been around for a long time and has done the rounds of the psyops, basically, of the different kind of like cults. And now it's not even with just her; a bunch of people, breadtube, all of that stuff. Now their Zoomer fans have grown up to the point where their, you know, amygdala or whatever part of their brain is starting to develop, and they're starting to sort of question the like shit that they've been fed for the last. <coughs> And I didn't realize how much of an effect it has on it's them. Like, I don't know what happened. It was 2015 and I was watching Shoe on Head. And now I'm fighting Russia, the Azov Battalion. These people are really crazy. I literally can't believe what I see sometimes. And just the lack of self-esteem and self-regard that would enable someone to surrender their critical faculties to that level, to that dimension where they are so parasocially wrapped up in an identity or a community or like a thought, a thought leader that they completely surrender their critical faculties. But it, it, it happens and it's happening now with grown women um, who are all so critical of Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels. Little did we know all along they wanted their own version and now she has emerged 
And her name is Sprinkle Sprinkle, or is that her catchphrase? It's she Ra something or other. She-Ra something. We'll, 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 we'll get yeah, to. Yeah, let's get uh, a clip. Let's get a clip of Miss Sprinkle Sprinkle up so that you can see an example of the kind of resentful rhetoric that is normal now. Um, and yeah, I ca- she's funny though. She's charismatic, um, and I think that that's part of the reason why she's gone viral, despite the fact that she didn't try to which I kind of have a begrudging respect for. She just sort of did her thing for years. And then all of a sudden, you know, the zeitgeist kind of snapped onto her. And she is really funny and charismatic. She wears costumes. She's She she has a sense of humor. But at the same time, the shit she's saying is, like, demonic. It's really toxic. And, like, yeah. I don't know if it's, like, a bit or not. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I am with this lady. probably a CIA op. Like, I think most of them are because, like, it's so there's like all these guys, they have podcast studios, yeah, and they're like complete nobodies that no one has ever heard of. Random dudes all seated in and like OnlyFans chicks. I'm like, where does the money for the studios come from? Who are these people? Why are they saying all of this shit? And it's like so, it's everywhere now, like, yeah, literally everywhere. Play the clip. Number one tip on how to cut off emotion is to think of it like a business. Okay, if your love and your energy were money, who would be cheated? Who's paying more? Who's paying more, you or him? Think of emotions and energy like money. So if you're giving him more emotions, if you're putting more energy into him, if you're putting more effort into the relationship, if you are having more emotions and feelings toward a person than they are about you you are getting cheated and robbed basically okay so that's a one way to turn it off if you were going to work and you weren't getting your paycheck wouldn't you say something wouldn't you quit wouldn't you stop showing up yes you would so you have to think of this as business that is the number one way to turn off your emotion, okay? Because at work, you're not emotionally attached to that job. If it's paying, you're staying. If it ain't paying, you're leaving, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there are some people that watch this stuff all day long. Yeah. And you can, because for them, it's easy to produce. It's yeah. a fucking salient business model. It's not like me, like an idiot sitting there trying to write and produce a video essay and spending days and weeks and months writing shit. You could just sit in front of a camera and spout a bunch of resentful rhetoric constantly and like, you know, prey on people's fears, traumas, insecurities. Like, it's just so demonic. It's terrible. And like this person has never, um, I think, tried to do anything in their life. And has also been incredibly damaged by like other people that she's tried to be in a relationship with. Yeah, I suspect she's because, somebody who's been through some yeah, kind of trauma. Because ju- nobody becomes that callous. Yeah, well, to see relationships as purely transactional. Also, like a job is uh, a, a job is like something you do to get money, but that doesn't mean that like you know like understanding like how human beings are, they'll always try to strive to something that they are like interested in or something right like so no not always a job is just somewhere you're soullessly like clocking in somewhere to like get money like that is not the 
ideal of work as like a human being. Yeah. That's like a really shitty, shitty attitude and way to view work uh, as a human being. It's becoming progressively more and more soulless. Like even with the whole descent into VR fragmentation bullshit. The same thing with relationships, work, all these different domains of life that are supposed to provide meaning are now seen as pure units of like transaction and like pleasure pain kind of distinction and yeah she's clearly somebody who's been hurt in my opinion and has is now attempting to monetize her trauma Mm -hmm. and that seems to be the case with the women gurus it's a lot of women who are attempting to monetize their trauma well she even says that in like i think the next clip yeah this i think she says it in this clip next clip y'all need to stop leading with all this healing and trauma crap and go to like some feminine retreat in the woods and chant and scream and do all y'all gotta do and get it out of your system. <laughs> and focus on this bag and stop focusing on what happened, what happened, why you did this, all of this stuff. Okay. It's, it needs to stay somewhere that is not in the public. Okay. Leave it where it was because every time you bring it up, all you're doing is rehashing it. You just leave it alone. You know, stop putting all your like therapy stuff out there. I did this because I had trauma. I did this because, you know, I went to the bathroom because I had to pee. You think I'm going to write that everywhere? We don't need to live in the past. We need to live in the now and what we're doing. Everybody, I'm talking to everybody, not just a particular person, okay? Disconnect emotionally by focusing on the present and the future, okay? A temporary feeling does not last. It, It gets over with quickly. So instead of feeling emotional, think about how you can benefit from whatever is happening, okay? Think about how you get paid for whatever is happening to you if you are over-emotional, okay? Say, how can I turn this into money? (laughs) (laughs) Just monetize your trauma. And it's, like, a, it's demonic. It really is demonic. Not not only that, but like the the the, the, the running theme in like the the both of those clips is to turn off your emotions, yeah. and to completely disconnect between yeah. like in that frame of mind, dude. Like you're you could get approached by those fucking porta potty fucking Arab dudes, and like well, just, of, go yeah, just go for it because that's like absolutely Arab fine. Invite chicks to Dubai to shit on them and pay them lots of money. Like, and it's like that. Well, what kind of uh, what kind of self esteem issues is that going to reinforce if uh, if you follow through with actions as heinous as that, where you're like, oh, it's just like momentary feeling. So like I'm not gonna worry about that, and even like thinking about it, just rehashing it. What's yeah. the point? I'm trying to live in the now, baby, yeah. and get that bag. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. this this is like That's um, kind of like a high risk, high reward lifestyle that like appeals to our generation. Um, that's the thing it's a a female version of crypto bro shit it's always within basically in my opinion that high risk high reward kind of fast lifestyle uh you know it is like the female crypto bro kind of thing it's like female uncut gems if you get what i mean definitely but none of them have got a julia fox booty that's like (laughs) probably guaranteed she gives these them delusional advice like there are lots of she has like an army a cult and that's what a lot of these thought leaders end up developing is a cult of sycophants and followers and people who source their identity from from basically following the advice and 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 viewing themselves as quote-unquote high value based upon it and she tells young women to do things like dress 
in a sort of classically fancy way and to go to the fanciest part of town and sit in bars and restaurants and wait to be approached by rich men. Nice. And there are lots of like testimonials that you see on TikTok of young women being like, oh, I sprinkle sprinkle today. Or like uh, the sprinkle sprinkle logic has helped me get a rich husband or whatever the fuck. Like she has like a, a literal army of, of loyal female in the same way that Andrew Tate has yeah following and that's the thing about these women is they screech so hard about andrew tate they screech so fucking deeply about the anti-social male logic Mm -hmm. of figures like andrew tate or whatever but then they didn't do create anything better they just created the same thing in the opposite direction which shows that that's exactly what they wanted all along was to just voice their resentments they didn't want to heal the relationship between men and women. It doesn't seem as if anybody wants to... They just want theirs. Yeah. Because there's no hope for any other yeah. kind of connection or meaning. Yeah, it's and all these about people are just, just like... dumping gasoline on the fucking fire. It's really fucking sad. Most men are sociopaths, so it's not a bad yeah. thing. If you're going to be dealing with one, you might as well act like, you know, you know, something similar as far as how you think and how you play this game. Damn, sis, who hurt you? So, like, all men are sociopaths. Fuck. So just enter, like, any kind of interaction you're going to have with someone that's, like, trying to make a connection with you as if they're a sociopath. And so that gives you permission to act to behave way. as a sociopath. No, you always wanted to behave that way. And that mentality is just an excuse for you to unleash your evil shadow on the world. It's so disgusting and pathological. And that's the thing. People will be like, oh, Angie, why are you talking about this obscure sprinkle, sprinkle lady? No, this is viral. <laughs> this is viral. Yeah. This is like no- normal, respectable looking women. And the thing is, the is like... Fa- uh, are like following this woman. And it's very rare as well. I noticed this on the internet for like the black spheres and the white spheres to kind of collide with each other. And she sort of started off in the black sphere, but there's even white sprinkle, sprinkle girls. Of course. So she's transcended the sort of black internet and has now become a mainstream figure. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if she did reach the level of popularity of Andrew Tate. Because it shows that there's a large market for this kind of resentful female rhetoric. I keep using the word resentment because that's exactly what's at the well, root of all like of this shit. Resentful sexed rhetoric, isn't it? Because it happens on both sides of, uh, you know, men and women. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, the next clip we've got is this um, young lad who's been causing a ruckus oh, yeah, in, the, in the UK. Yeah, um, the reason we bring... So, basically, for those of you who don't know who Mizzy is, he's this, like, kid who's in the UK. He's, like, 18. And he's been going viral on TikTok recently because he does like pranks, stupid antics where he like scares people or does like he, I think he broke into someone's house um, as a joke, like things that are like antisocial and you probably shouldn't. And do. like definitely illegal yeah. and like not, you know, worse than jackass because it's not yeah. really kind of just pulling the prank on himself. Yeah. It is kind of innocent bystanders are kind of involved so but even then like it's he's like just a kid looking for attention and looking to go viral the incentive structure to behave that way already exists Mm -hmm. and kids who are neglected or who want attention who you know feel like you know they want to be famous whatever the fuck have this like tool now at their disposal to do whatever the fuck they want 
but like lots of media recently have been inviting him on to like give him a telling off like there was a viral clip of him on Piers Morgan Mm -hmm. and Piers Morgan was like five minutes away from smacking this kid on the bum like it was so pathetic (laughs) and like um this but there here Mizzy defends himself and actually gives a reason for why he's been doing what he's doing and I think it ties into a lot of what we've been talking about so let's play the clip He's moody. He's a bit moody. Why, why are you upset? Because <laughs> I have a message. What's your message? World. So you see you guys right now, you're using a script in it. You're basically working no. a job at the end of the day. No, no script. No, it's not a script. No, no. no I have a script here. Oh. Yeah. Have a I'm a man with a script. I'm an actor at the end of the day. So I'm an actor with a script. Okay. And I have something I want to say. Go for it. This is a message to everyone. And to get where I am right now to spread this message, I needed to do things in a different way in a way a lot of people wouldn't agree on. I have remorse, and I know when to take accountability for my actions in my personal life, when I'm Bakari, not when I'm showing you Mizzy on the internet. I don't condone what I do, nor do I tell anyone to repeat any of my actions. People need to understand and learn to detach social media from real life, as social media is just one big game. And Mizzy, this online persona I created, is literally social proof that society is weak and that the public is manipulated by media and swayed away from the truth so easily. Attention is seen as the purest form of generosity. And Mizzy is exactly what is wrong with this new online modern day society. You're all capitalizing on Mizzy right now. This interview literally has Mizzy on the headlines, bro. And you're making money over my appeal to the public, whether it's good or bad. Think about it. The only reason I've been making news and headlines for so long is because I'm young, black, and doing something different. And the major mainstream media think they can use me as an example, put me on TV, so I can make a fool out of myself and appeal to the stereotype. It's a simple distraction technique used by the mainstream media to divert attention from the real problems in this country. If I wasn't the TikTok terror or done what I needed to do, would I be on this show right now or even on Perez Morgan? It's all propaganda at the end of the day. All these online personalities have had their own fair share of controversies. Worse than mine even, I still have a platform, and that's because we give it to them with any type of attention. I'm just a team from these rough areas. As journalists, it's your job to be highlighting the misery of people in this country and figuring out what their causes are instead of bringing some TikToker that makes silly pranks onto your show for views and ratings. It's all about painting a picture in your mind. Mainstream media have been doing it for years, and it they get, their pay- they get their paycheck by writing numerous articles, posting controversial videos and twisting stories to change the audience's narrative. The movement is real. <laughs> Good lad. <laughs> so I don't think that he had that kind of introspection before no, he started doing so all of his pranks either. and stuff at all. No. I think that once he got like the funny. eye of Sauron focused on him yeah. and was like, you're doing what? Yeah. He's like, oh, uh, I better come up with, I better think about this for yeah. a fucking second and like come up with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and he, what he's come up with is actually very eloquent and like very good and very well put across. But he's just a troll. But he's just a little he troll. He is just a little and troll. He's incentivized. He's probably going to start a podcast. <clears throat> yeah. And he's gonna he's he's made fame. He got exactly what he wanted by being a public nuisance and like by engaging in antisocial. He could do behavior. like a grime album Society or something and sell like more than sure like most people that have been coming. fucking trying hard as fuck for years. Yeah, you know dude. what I mean? So like it's just kind he's of the got way a drill it goes. Album coming, like he's gonna fucking be on bottles of hot sauce next week. You never. He's got his own chicken shop special coming. Yeah, like I don't know, man. Like it's <laughs> like. It's, it, that's being very cynical about it, I guess. But at the that's same the, time, that's like, what it is antisocial behavior gets rewarded, and it's like you know, 
the same thing that's fueling the um, gender bullshit that's going on right now. The most heinous antisocial men are highlighted as like the epitome of men. Yeah. And the most heinous antisocial women. Here's a good example of uh, both of these types of people you'll come across in your everyday life. <laughs> Not. Not. <laughs> and also in dating, you know, horror stories, people like think life is like a Reddit thread, basically. And that, like, you know, even things like people have become so cynical to the point where like girls on college campuses have quote unquote like red flag lists. Because obviously they're engaging in the same dating pool. So they start categorizing the guys in the university on like spreadsheets if like chad didn't text back fast enough he's toxic or whatever the fuck wow women in their spreadsheets mate <laughs> it's literally like that would terrify pretty, me if yeah, i ended up on some group of ladies spreadsheet <laughs> in the comment section i'd be fucking terrified <laughs> but it's like a way of they, they call it like unionizing dating and they're using all of this like market workerist rhetoric around love and relationships i don't know maybe i'm dumb and goofy but like i i maybe i've been reckless even with my heart in the past but i've never been that calculating no about I, love but this ever. is what i mean though i think i can never I think, imagine being i think as it's calculated that's what i mean though it's like we all know the healthy <laughs> thing we all know the healthy thing but like market incentives and whatever new interface is not gonna like allow for the healthy thing yeah it yeah. wants to simulate as much of a healthy thing as yeah, possible yeah. whilst actually catering more to market demands and like increased growth and yeah. monetization yeah. and it's like, really affecting kids like the fucking now they're starting to grow up and we can hear them like i i think it was kind of i understand why someone like shu on head would want to dismiss the mentally ill zoomers that are blaming her for making them yeah. the Azov Battalion or whatever. But at the same time, you know, the, we can't ignore the fact that these kids are being affected. And like, remember, we were out the other day and we, we were like, at oh, the we, no, we were like, we were, were get, we? We, were getting, we were getting food at the market. We we're yeah, getting food at the getting, South Bank market. Yeah, we we're getting food at the South Bank market. And these two cheeky little boys couldn't have been more than eight years old. We're talking about fucking Andrew Tate in front of everyone. And like the guys that were selling us the food, like double taked, everyone double taked and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. How the fuck do you know who well, it was I like, double taked? Because I didn't even know it had gotten to that point. It's funny because like all the adult, like all the, like I put, I say adults and I don't include us in that because like <laughs> we all kind of stood to the side and they're all like people that clearly look like they should or were at the age where they definitely had kids kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, they all just turned around and was like, is this, are these your kids? Like, <laughs> no, I thought they were your kids. Like, no. And then everyone kind of disowned them and then they fucking ran off again. It was yeah, just literally. like, what the fuck just happened? Is this just like scallywag behavior is now to kind of like look up to guys like Andrew Tate or is that like more just well, kind of is, common playground lexicon is to be like, I've got a Bugatti. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, probably a mixture of both. I think that... It's probably semi-ironic, but I think for some kids it really isn't, and that that is their role model. And I think a lot of people, including adults, it doesn't even just affect kids. Adults are vulnerable to this. You have grown women who consider themselves sprinklers. Like, people now, because there's no community, family ties have eroded, people are now getting their morals and their worldview from fucking thought leaders. 
And yeah. if that if if adults are in no, are vulnerable psychologically vulnerable enough to get like mimetically butt fucked like that, of course kids are way more fucking vulnerable because they're so fucking impressionable. It's like I think for a long time I was kind of under this like really like stupid like naive like mentality that like oh my generation grew up when like you know we had dial up when I was a kid and stuff. So like, you know, there wasn't fucking internet security. You'd have to work in it to figure out how to put on like parent proper parental locks on yeah. shit. So you, you couldn't fucking access stuff. There was no way that that was going to happen for a normal, like everyday family. Yeah. So like now you're, th- I'm thinking like, Oh yeah, but it's like my generation or people that are in my generation that are like old, like, you know, in their late thirties, the older end of the millennials. Yeah. They had even, they grew up with it even more cognizant when they were fucking older and shit would dial up. Like, they, they, they gotta know. They know the internet. So, yeah, like, yeah. they gotta have put the secure locks on and, like, they know all the shit. So, the in, the kids, the internet, the internet that the kids experience is this very walled garden. They wouldn't see things like Andrew no, Tate and whatever. No. And that they wouldn't even be able to really, yeah, like, get past any of those things. No. And then you, like, see, see little kids like that and you're just like, Oh shit! Dude. He like fully like got past the firewalls and like fucking Dude, just went rampant. Even know the like parents are conscientious enough to create that shit. I mean, no way, no, no, no. Like, I mean, like, you I know, you know, it, there's no. Think about like, how much our parents missed and how much we were exposed to because of our early exposure to the internet and stuff. Imagine now, and it's because parents are busy, they're working, and they're preoccupied, and also we live in a more individualistic culture where there's not that kind of it takes a village mentality there aren't that many people who feel as if they're like personally invested in the well-being of most children most children only have their parents who act in that way towards them now. if they're lucky if they're lucky <laughs> they have two if not they may have one if maybe they may have not none at all well and they have like, two that are just not checked yeah, in just and like don't give conscientious a fuck. at all and it's fucking it's it's common it's fucking common I mean, that surprises me because, especially like, as you read that, like, ch- childhood and the fuss, I guess, in the classic British way of, of the, the fuss made of childhood <laughs> has only increased as, like, yeah, technology and, like, civilization yeah. has, like, the gotten further. Factors. Like, the sort of, you know, toys and Saturday cartoons and, like, the constant the kind of, like, you know, um, garden, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for children it only increases and gets bigger with fancier toys and everything yeah. else right like yeah. as time goes on yeah. but that actually like the internet kind of completely destroys all of that and like if you're not really careful like your fucking kid could get warped like in a fucking oh, heartbeat yeah. Oh yeah. but I thought that yeah as I said because they would be older millennials they would have more insight into that fashion and but so that they would be even more conscientiousness is what ta- it yeah but it's like you know to be preemptive enough to actually do you just to gotta it. set it up and then it's done isn't it like you just do it <laughs> once like how fucking lazy are you that you yeah, could my, like my would not ha- they would have like an old nokia yeah exactly that well that's use the laptop to complete school assignments like i'd, pro- I'd be like an almond mom about you, technology do you know what's really cute <laughs> is that like I, i've got we've got this uh friend called uh called ruben who has he's like a, he's you know he's older than me he's like a you know older guy but he's got kids and stuff and um he fucking talks about his his youngest that he like has naturally done the kind of like analog gaming thing yeah just like 
I don't know, curiosity or whatever. It's yeah. just taken hold of him like more than all of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So all of his mates and whatever are playing Fortnite and he's literally like on an actual fucking Game Boy that he got from CEX or whatever the fuck with a cartridge Cute. of Pokemon, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And you're just, and then like I see shit like that and I'm like, respect, mate. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> but then he thinks I'm fucking cool because like I know yeah. what that is. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, that's if fucking magical. Like that's, that's fucking magical. And the fact that he even found that without like, any like i would be definitely like literally shaping my childhood like my kids like gaming whatever the fuck to not be online for as long as possible and to keep as much of that away as long as possible even when they're yeah like 12 whatever get a fucking dumb phone or whatever they call it now (laughs) a feature phone as they call it now for me it was just like the nokia brick as you said yeah, the primitive Nokia brick that That's like, oh shit, your Nokia brick has Bluetooth as well. I can send you this shit cheap fucking like MP3 fucking ringtone. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, get them a pager if you want to be super old. I mean, that's like, that feels a little bit too Wall Street no, to have a fucking I, pager. I associate pagers with the early 2000s, like rap and uh, R&B music videos. <clears throat> I associate it with like Where business you guys. A, short, a shorty. Pager. <laughs> Pager that was never my Pager. culture, surprisingly <laughs> enough. But you know, I did, I did right see, right. I did see the film. Um, oh my god, is it like Lost in New York or something like that? Where it's like the Tarzan that like comes to New York, and it's like a Michael Keaton type actor <laughs> that no like idea. plays the dad, and he's got a pager, and he's like constantly getting like buzzed on his pager because he's such a busy fucking business guy. And I think also in Elf, he has a pager as well. Is Elf so, that old? Yeah, it's like 2005 or whatever. 2000. Yeah, people still have flip phones and shit in that. It's like not. Uh, it's it's, it's pre smartphone revolution. Oh my god! But fucking like, so for me, it's always the business guys. It's like the dad in Elf, or it's like fucking like this. The, the dad in this other fucking Tarzan movie that I can't fucking remember the name of, which I'm sure we'll read in the chat afterwards. But fucking. So yeah, pages are always related to fucking like absolute suits in my opinion. I would never fucking get a pager and I'd never encourage anyone to get a pager. You're like Mr. Anderson or whatever. Yeah, and I don't know. Like I feel like there's uh there but then but then you watch the Apple fucking shit and you're like, yeah, look at that. Look at all the seamless integration. Yeah, I know. You're, look at all the seamless Look at all the seamless integration with all of the different like entertainment services that you just stream via 5G instantly to your fucking devices that does all this no. fucking blah, 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 blah. and it's just like and this is just like this is getting like a little this is getting a little too blade runnery do you know what i mean <laughs> like i say this a lot but i feel like it's just true and i'm wearing an akira shirt but like i do enjoy the genre of cyberpunk but that doesn't necessarily mean that i want to live in it because i'm not really of the class to like really enjoy it do you know what i mean i feel like i would be kind of like in the rough and tumble with no most other people. No robot orgies for you. No robot, like, legs or anything fun to, like, <laughs> kind of, like, do some crazy, like, cyber crimes with or something. Like, I would just be kind of, like, that mm. fucking crazy homeless dude playing guitar in Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> on the streets or whatever. No, I'd be the crazy, like, <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. No, the lady in the Matrix. The there's a tarot. There's all the tarot is like a massive theme in Cyberpunk, and there's like a tarot reader and shit in Cyberpunk as yeah, well. I'm I'd pretty be sure. That's like you must ascend spiritually into the supernal realms and not. Don't give in to the machines. Don't give in, guys. <laughs> Resist. 
That would be me in the side. I'd be like one of those the street pe- preacher guy in Akira. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have like my three followers. <laughs> my little cult of three followers. But It'd yeah, I don't know. It's just like I kind of, a part of me understands <laughs> the seamlessness of all the new technology. But it's causing like meme hazards to spread faster than ever. Cults are now emerging again like that's the thing is like if 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 all of this stuff is already so damaging like in the regular interface of like having this like almost like like a primitive slab that you're like sort of scrolling through as images kind of move through it like it then turns into this headset that you wear that like becomes completely immersive Mm -hmm. with like even like basically like virtual surround sound and stuff like pinging off all this crazy <laughs> shit for you yeah. like th- this is going to change even the nature of t- trash yeah. do you know what i mean it's going to make trash immersive yeah. and like i don't know if that is uh good like uh yeah i don't know if You're that's good people like emerging with like getting riddled with ticks and all kinds of like fucking psycho because like you were saying, you you can like, wa- you can watch that all day like this, mm-hmm. or like even on like a computer monitor at home or something. Mm-hmm. But no, that can be a IMAX screen, a virtual yep. IMAX yep. screen that's like being Scrolling boomed around you. So you can watch your like gender resentment videos all day long. Yeah, in, in a in home a, IMAX cinema. IMAX audio. What yeah, was it? it was like the, immersive audio as well. It's like spatial audio using audio ray tracing, which is like a new phrase that I've heard and I work in audio technology, so I'm definitely curious to look that up tomorrow. Like but and like the sprinkle sprinkle lady will be able to brainwash little boys and girls. In like almost Orwellian 1984 style, where it's just a constant stream all day long of like resentful views about the opposite gender. Yeah, like I, I it does make me kind of a it, terrifying. It does make me pause, and it's also sort of like I guess the if that is then also the frontier and the interface for that to sort of like make ex make meaningful experiences for that technology will require such a cost Mm -hmm. that I know just from cursory experience that anyone creative is not going to get a lick in there unless you're already in a company like Disney or something like this, right? Which then your creativity is like clipped to an inch of its life. Pretty much, yeah. (coughs) And it's all about what's going to profit and what's going to sort of like generate the most buzz and what's going to bring the most eyeballs in not like how you can really use the medium to create meaningful experiences. Like I'm not saying meaningful experiences can't be delivered in this format, but I don't think it should be the format that everything gets sort of shoved into like an Omni device. The phone, the the Omni device of the phone has already kind of distorted and augmented life in a lot of really corrosive ways and now do we think that like gonna... <laughs> do we think that genuinely blending the and merging the barrier between the physical and the digital realms will actually bring you closer to those experiences no it will bring you further away from them or will you no but what this is the point though i think the point is that they're trying to simulate it better and better and better right mm-hmm. and so at what point does the simulation get so compelling 
that it is better and you are more connected, will that ever reach a point or Where will it always... feels more numinous than reality. Yeah, <laughs> that's the point, right? Because yeah. not going to lie, dude, if it fucking actually looks like half as, half as good as the PR video that they showed tonight, that's going to be fucking ridiculous. Are you going to be a Disney adult? I'm not gonna be Baby Yoda and I'm not, Lizzo. I'm like <laughs> in the fucking maybe uh, take the star like take the Star Wars element out of it, but the idea that you could just put yourself on some planet or in some sci-fi setting and you're just doing your emails, that is kind of cool. What like about, like <laughs> what about I know it sounds I know, I know like I'm Doctor Manhattan, just like yes, Jeff, I'm gonna be there on Wednesday, <laughs> like on Mars, bringing up like my fucking glass like palace or whatever up around me it's just like this is utterly mad like this would be so ridiculous about, well i know it sounds pretty like stupid and corny but what about like imagination what about the mechanism of the human imagination well what about your own reveries and flights of fancy like i wonder what effect this is gonna have on children's imagination because like i remember as a kid i had a very fucking vivid and active imagination and it's gotten weaker as i've gotten older I don't think so. I think that's just something you tell yourself. People say, I, people, everyone says that to everyone who says they had a vivid imagination as a child. It's like, oh, you don't remember. You're just sort of like remembering wrong. But no, I remember seeing shit that wasn't there. I mean, that's not what <laughs> I would call vivid imagination. That's what I call mental illness. That's what I would call a trip to the doctor. Whatever, shush. I, thought <laughs> I used to see all kinds of shit. I was also really scared, like... If I was in, like, any dark crevice... Were you, like, the kid in The Sixth Sense or whatever? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, yeah. Jones, like, mouth breathing and, like, <laughs> screaming in terror at the sight of any, like, inconvenience. No, no, like, I was... Any dark crevice would be filled with monsters. Like, I was that kind of kid where I was always imagining the worst-case scenario. But then I also would have, like, almost visions that were obviously constructs of my mind. But because... It was easier for me to suspend my disbelief. It felt real. Mm-hmm. That has that mechanism has gotten weaker as I've gotten older. The ability to like suspend your disbelief enough. Yeah, to but that's just uh, world seriously. That's which just is uh, that's important for the generation of art, of anything. For the human imagination is like the seed of everything that surrounds us currently. That's and just growing think, up though. But you think these kids? These kids are going to have that period where they're supposed to imagine shit on their own taken away from them more and more like and it's been getting progressively worse and worse as technology has evolved like cave kids had to like play with sticks and imagine gods and monsters and shit and like you know as technology has progressed imagination has become less and less needed and now it's like pretty much not needed at all you don't have to suspend your disbelief at all it's an attempt to completely recreate and immerse you in something that feels completely like realistic I think it's really hard to talk about something like like global the global consciousness's imagination cylinders running empty. I know that sounds like an utterly ridiculous sentence. <laughs> but that's essentially what like we're talking about, right? And like I think it's really hard to judge that because so much of like entertainment is wrapped around um profitability and stuff and not around merit and how 
great it is in yeah. lots of ways. And how it showcases the power of the imagination. Yeah. Like, so, like, you know, like, the, the reason we see fact, so many sequels and, re- yeah. sequels and reboots yeah. is not because, like, they're creatively fulfilling or any of that. It's no. because they know that pe- they will sell an amount of tickets because an amount of people were fans of the first film or the second film Even or the tenth film in the case of fucking Fast and Furious. Like Dune as well, like part of one of the major complaints was that the costumes were not giving, um, and like part of the reason why is because they had to make all these really bland, safe choices. I mean, I'd say a lot of things weren't giving in the latest yeah, Dune, but, but I feel like I'm on my own with that with a lot of uh, my other film <laughs> film buddies. Well, no, I I agree with you, but like the costume specifically, like Dune is an is an opportunity for you to go fucking crazy and go balls to the wall and do something really interesting and cutting edge, and they didn't. It was really mid and like boring. And but the reason why is is because they have to sell it in like international audiences. They have to make all these market led decisions, all these things like neuter creativity yeah. and imagination. But even then, with younger kids, not needing to imagine anymore. Or it needs to look to, enough like Star Wars or enough like, yeah. you know, something kind of familiar yeah. for you to sell it. It can't be its own truly unique thing. Yeah. And um, it needs to be this already <coughs> created franchise. Yeah. Or it needs to be yourself into rather than I'm imagining something completely of my soul. Or it needs to be like at know? least I think even I think you remember you selling me this when you worked in uh, kind of script stuff um, or like publishing and whatever Mm -hmm. that if you're going to pitch something you need to be able to basically say that it's like two other things because otherwise they're not going to know how to market it or what the audience size is like and that doesn't really fill them with confidence that they're going to be able to sell whatever the fuck you're trying to sell them and it's just like that is pretty kind of like classic right like that's (laughs) kind of like that and that's why i find it really hard to talk about have our imagination cylinders run blank because i don't think so like i think that there is really great creativity being oh, showcased yeah. Oh, yeah, but i just don't think it's kind of it's it's like not as often as it was mm-hmm. because the fr- creative freedoms are way more restricted than they used to be big time unless you're already tarantino and then you can laugh and go huh, what crazy. what creative limitations just do it and you're like yeah you can just do it man you can just do it but like most people they can't just do it so like it's not the same creativity isn't even incentivized like i was saying like for instance it's more profitable and a better business model to make resentful videos about the opposite sex yeah and just chat shit on podcasts and do this than it is to like make a video essay and put lots of time into writing a script and to fucking making something you know that you've put a lot of time and that represents your <clears throat> unique kind of perspective yeah it's easier to just have a niche and something that hits a pain point or a pressure point in culture and just like fucking accelerate and the thing is sprinkle sprinkle like i said she wasn't as thirsty for clout as andrew tate she didn't chase the algorithm in that sense she just sort of uploaded her content and she did it for about five years before getting noticed or whatever by the wider culture (laughs) but at the same time it was sort of almost pre-made for that kind of virality because of the types of titles the fact she has this quirky character she wears costumes 
it's quippy it's like uh very clippable it's very yeah. inflammatory <laughs> yeah it appeals to the worst common denominator but it all it all comes around like clicks which all comes around advertising revenue yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. fact that we have like a new uh generation of communication technology stifled by past generation level of economics and like market like market models but what 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 isn't this going to erode like kids are being sacrificed on the altar of this shit their their consciousness their psyche their development their imagination well it's because everyone's the relationship like, between the sexes the very polarity that produces life is now being sacrificed on the pyre of this general societal cohesiveness is being sacrificed on the pyre of this like what when does it end like what else when what would what would need to happen in order for people to view this as an emergency i don't know mate like <laughs> i i honestly don't know like i i like i don't see the evolution of the interface as necessarily the best thing especially as i said been reading walden so like Jake wants to going, go to the woods and, going, uh, going, yeah, going deeper into, <laughs> going deeper into like uh, immateria and like the fucking fake world, just feels like the like reverse of what is natural and good for my soul and yep. like <laughs> my life. Yep. But at the same time, it's also like, but I also have to exist in this like modern world oh, oh, and oh should we see if uh, that is the end of the show or, or if it's the um no i think it was just the thingy oh sorry guys <laughs> what are you saying it's bad for your soul yeah it's bad for my soul but you know I'm trying <laughs> to live like some kind of fucking alternate life where you like aren't so wrapped up in like the stress and pressure of modern society and the technology needed to get on with it is uh, basically like, you know, becoming a full on tree hugger, yeah, essentially. And like, a little bit too hard, you like know, Ted Kaczynski. But at yeah, the same time, <clears throat> probably like not eating meat and like doing lots of other crazy, pretty radical things so time. that you could like live somewhere different. But, but at the same time, people can't even imagine the alternative now. When people think about alternative lifestyle, they think about... There's a couple in England. There's a couple in England. Oh, yeah. LGBTQ <laughs> sexual utopianism. That, that, that's the extent of people's imagination when it comes to imagining alternative lifestyles these days. Sucking dick equals sticking it to the man. Sometimes. There's a couple of places that are still going that are like interesting. New. There's a no, couple. There, there is not. free Cristiano in fucking Copenhagen, bro. Still, I would. You got trust, fucking like I'm not a person who people trying to live I'm like individuating, you know, collective unconscious, so a I different don't. type of like nah. lifestyle out there. You got like even there's two in England yeah. that are all about making like like fucking your like forest straw huts and shit, man, and like <laughs> living in the woods. <laughs> And, and, and fucking found some Viking community with like yeah, and there's a full-on Viking <laughs> oh, community God. up in Sweden as well, yeah, and you can fucking apply to well, volunteer with them. We're in a time of cults, and then when you listen, I'm pitching it to you. Oh my God. You, you, you apply oh my to God. volunteer there, yeah. Oh my and you apply, you volunteer there for a month, so and then be an indentured servant. No, 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 no. You volunteer there for a month to like get to to get to know the fucking people that are living there and to know what it's all about. Then you do another one that's a bit longer. 
like fucking six months or something and then you fucking apply for residency and you can just fucking build a house and live there (laughs) oh my god well it's gonna become more common and it is already you have online cults and sort of cults of personality surrounding these resentful or they're almost like black holes or dark stars you know they just kind of suck in resentful energy and then at the same time you have alternative utopianism being kind of presented in all these different communities that are trying to create you know and i mean it's i don't think it's utopianism i think it's i think i think it's not it's, it's not because you're sacrificing a lot to like make do with like this kind of I other say, version of yeah life, but the only reason I, mean. I say that is because it's usually a bunch of damaged lost individuals attempting to disappear into a mass identity by coalescing together i think that the answer to the tension that we're discussing is individuation is individuating from the collective unconscious from the family of origin like really taking responsibility for the fact that you have a soul yeah and henry david thoreau says that you do that by building your fucking cabin bro <laughs> okay but he did it alone and, which is the thing and, and you remember- can't do building cabins like anywhere in london okay no. you have to go to wales for that shit okay <laughs> and join the tree huggers and fucking then you get a chance to build your cabin all i'm saying is like, <laughs> like our, all i'm saying is like you know culture is cult at the end of the day which is why we're seeing a bunch of different cults split off and it seems as if the transaction these days is in order to have a sense of community and identity you need to swallow a stupid ideology in order to be provided with the benefits of community and friendship and all of those things i don't think that you have to swallow an ideology i think that you well, have to i think you have to part of one of those alternative ha- communities no it's most not of the time and it's even not. if it's not obvious it always ends up revealing itself down the line which you, is what makes them unravel and go crazy there, has, and, there, like, there does need to be a philosophy of like we don't burn coal and like f- fossil fuels in this like community. Oh God. So like, if you have a fucking fireplace or something, that shit's not gonna have like toxic, polluting stuff in it because mm. that's like the principle and philosophy that we've like built the community around. It's stuff like that. You're like, okay, well, no, that's you're not gonna. Too, too optimistic about human nature and like mass consciousness. Those places only work if you can really like exercise the skill of just like being able to get on with people and not let their shit fucking get too in your head do you know what i mean and still be an individuated person most people aren't like that i think that those sorts of collectives can work if everyone is individuated but if you're dealing with a bunch of people who aren't individuated i think it is i think i think it's a bunch of really like old mature hippies that have just like found the way do you know what i mean and (laughs) then they're in shangri-la they're the the what the great white brotherhood or whatever oh the the the, masters the 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 brotherhood of eternal love yeah that was unbelievable okay so this is how we'll end the show sorry this is the last little story because our battery's running low and it has been a lengthy stream anyway, but it's, it's okay. You got a good, you got, a, you got your two weeks worth. But, um, <laughs> your two weeks worth of Jake and Ed. Yeah, friggin' looked up the Brotherhood of Eternal Love that was actually like a psychedelic church and like community, you know, thing. They were like set up this like whole village and stuff uh, down near Laguna Beach apparently. And they ran and like did this all of this uh, support supported this whole thing and ran all of these great social programs through um, selling selling weed and selling LSD. Mm-hmm. But then when you look up the wiki for them, it's like they're just a bunch of drug takers that were like smuggling drugs around America. 
<laughs> and they paid some shady fucking like weather underground group to like <laughs> escort Timothy Leary back to like out of America to Antigua. Know. You never know. And, and that bit's definitely true, but it's also like don't categorize them as just some fucking the drug is, takers. The thing, is, you, like, the thing is, regardless of whatever history says about these sorts of groups, there's always like a danger when cults of personalities form and when people are so dissatisfied with status quo society that they decide they want to form their own micro cults. And it has happened through many times throughout human history. Um, but we're in a time where that's like particularly acute and it's affecting everyone from like adults to children. It's like causing almost like a mass formation psychosis. And the prerequisite for belonging is swallowing morbid, corrosive beliefs. And if you don't want to do that, you're going to have a hard time fitting in. I, f- I feel like it's just, it's a lot of a, more of a brave choice to actually choose to do something analog than it is digital. Mm. And so it's easy to subscribe to Sprinkle Sprinkle and either project all of your bad negativity into yeah, whatever shit. Yeah, girl. Yeah, I agree. This is all bad. Men are fucking bullshit. Be, 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 be. <laughs> and like fucking have your little moment and then yeah. go back to work or back yeah. to your boyfriend or whatever the fuck. Versus being like, no, I need something different. Yeah. I'm going to literally change my life and i'm gonna move somewhere else and i'm gonna exit out of this Mm -hmm. because i'm seeking something else like that takes a level of bravery and like whatever the fuck else you want to call that we're in a time where activists are like shaking hands with fucking war criminals activists used to get arrested Yeah. You have like Greta Grumberg like going around to the WEF and all of this fucking shit. Like remember when activists used to get arrested? Now radical is like, you know, putting someone's dick in your mouth or like fucking sucking someone of the same gender off or whatever the fuck. That's yeah. like radical now. Yeah. Or like, you know, dressing like the opposite whatever it is. Like that's what's considered right. That's the that, that's the parameter. Yeah, that pe- that, those are the parameters that people are locked in when it comes to imagining any sort of alternative lifestyle. Yeah, and also people don't want to leave their house; they don't want to do anything. It's easier to imbibe and swallow this ideology from this thought leader to endlessly scroll on your fucking screen and watch videos that stoke your resentment and stoke your anxieties, rather than like you know being and doing and like being immersed in your day-to-day experience Um, yeah exactly and like uh the only way you can truly live is by truly living and the further we go through all of these kind of advancements it does it feels like uh not not truly living yeah (laughs) feels like the simulation of as close as we can get to doing an enhanced digital version of all of your favorite things that take you away from truly living like as hey i fucking love movies i love video games i'm like you know i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a fucking nerd when it comes down to all of that stuff but like at the same time that stuff is not life you know man like that stuff is stuff that you do to kind of like yeah for fun to fill a bit of time when you're kind of like in between things or whatever like that stuff is not uh it's not life the numinous and the transcendent but at the same time you have to be connected to your day-to-day and the things that like provide you with meaning yeah and um that is going to become kind of harder 
than ever, I feel like, with um, with Apple Vision. <laughs> Which um, we're about to order tomorrow. W- when we're seeing the world through <laughs> Apple Vision, I feel like we're, we're stepping away from numinosity and, and the light, yeah. and we're heading towards... Um, yeah, of like manifesting Blade Runner reality, <laughs> where they weren't called the Tyrell Corporation, but that was like Tesla, and then like Apple is like the software interface of the world, and fucking Tesla make all the robots. <laughs> Boston Dynamics make the other robots, <laughs> maybe like the fucking like cop robots and like the actual Nexus sixes. The actual Nexus 6 is fucking Boston Dynamics will be making up. And then, like, Pfizer will be doing all, like, the genetic engineering, oh like, fucking, no, like... I don't want to think about it. That was another fucking Philip K. It. Dick thing that he, he fucking wrote about. The sixes in, in uh, Flow My Tears, the policeman said, are, like, a, genet- a eugenic, like, experiment from this kind of authoritarian, like, liberal fucking, like... <laughs> mix of like 1984 and like a hippie's paradise like a libertarian oh hippie's paradise in a way where it was like Philip K. Dick was woke he, he saw it coming dude that guy was on a fucking level and he I think he did I don't quote me on this I think he said he had communicated with aliens and stuff and this is kind of like <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the ideas he had gotten and you're just sort of like yeah man like you are kind of on a on a wavelength that's pretty fucking undeniable like uh, I uh, I thought Asimov was like great in the way that he saw the future but i feel like he was so so overly optimistic in the way that like in that very 60s kind of way yeah but that was it in his mind like something like a private company doing spaceship that would be like unthinkable Unthinkable, you know like but yeah guys our battery is about to run out um but thank you guys so much for coming this evening and hanging out with us should come we, hang out with sh- us in should we quickly room. scan the chat before we sure, go we say sure. goodbye um we, if it turns off before uh we finish we're sorry <laughs> it's all good can we even see the chat from here oh we can gosh, we here we go Lars uh, La- von Trier's the kingdom made me afraid of denmark <laughs> uh, i haven't seen the kingdom you should go to denmark before you get scared of it <laughs> It's, it's too it's, it's too be- it's way too beautiful it's and yeah awesome. and way and way too sweet to yeah. to be scary definitely but I didn't go in the winter I think winter is yeah, definitely fucking different really depressing yeah moving to Berlin sounds awesome until you remember that next winter they're all turning into popsicles <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe but it'd still be fun the techno will keep you warm you just dance your way through the cold mm-hmm. um. You may be cool enough to get into Bergheim, but everyone else in there is much cooler and much um, covered in uh, human fluids and gross uh, sex things. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to Bergheim, man. If, uh, is it really a sex club? It is, and I just feel like, you know, just the smell of it would be way too much for me. Does like, the orgy not appeal to you? No. The idea no. of, like, rubbing up against no. multiple strangers. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of move to Spain ads. See, someone else has also yeah. succumbed to the algorithm a lot of, uh, people are getting that now um three and a half k is a wild starting point yeah agreed but still as i explained that, that like you uh, people can rationalize it in less than two seconds yeah <laughs> so, like <laughs> excessively expensive like apple technology that already exists so you know 
they can also scan your face so you can be a 3D person in FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They make like an avatar version of you whilst yep. you're answering a FaceTime with this <laughs> demonic fucking thing strapped to your head. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty fucking it nuts. It's pretty fucking nuts, dude. Imagine using this take to make Pasolini's sallow into the real thing. That's, <laughs> that's what I want to see. <laughs> you're a fucking sick individual. You, you need sick. to you're get twisted. some help. Get help. Jay George, you need you need serious help. He's what he's been in our he's been the one in our Discord uh, having fun, having fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. Continue having fun, yeah, please. <laughs> if the fertility rates in the West drops to zero in the next few years, I'm blaming this uh, bunch of clout chasing narcissistic motherfuckers. Not even <laughs> the economy can make it that bad. Yeah, well, yeah fair like, enough. I mean, these little boys, they were little babies. I want. I felt maternal. I was gonna like be like, hey. You shouldn't be watching that, little boys. But then they're not mine, and like they, they're someone else's who should be looking out for them, and they're not. I think the sprinkle sprinkle lady, J. George, says uh, she's the female Patrick Bateman. <laughs> she's a sigma female. Sigma female, a hundred percent. She has sigma energy. Oh, Sid was saying, "Lol, what's that? The moron who's breaking into people's homes, delusional." It's like, yeah, that is definitely. You're right there, I feel man. Maternal like, towards Mizzy as well. What? Because he's a little black boy. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand how you would maybe have those feelings, but he actually. I don't. And you know, at the end of the day, he's is breaking some fucking laws, bro. Like, you can't be doing. Doing that I love shit. That oh, wasn't fucking good. All they see is like a little black boy in a tracksuit making trouble. And they're like, oh my god, get the cage! Get the fucking cage! Like Pierce Morgan looked like he was gonna have a fucking heart attack. And oh it's just like, gosh. calm the fuck down. Oh my god. Like, calm down. Like, seriously. I can oh, imagine. Honey. I can imagine the sprinkle lady listening to "All Pigs Must Die" by Death in June in preparation for her misandric videos. <laughs> oh my god. Miss Sprinkle Sprinkle. I don't know. She's funny, though. She is really funny. I should have found some funnier clips to show. I associate pages with drug dealers. See, I feel like there's a very American thing, or maybe that was kind of like generation before my time of uh, buying drugs, but like I certainly don't remember any drug dealers having a pager. I thought that that was just how you hollered at a shawty. <laughs> was it now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, these kids are going to grow up to be total NPCs. <laughs> It's sad. Adults now are total NPCs. It's only going to get worse. I mean, I you know I understand like having that sentiment, but, but at the same healthy. time, it, it, yeah, it's not a healthy no. sentiment to have. And no. you've got to remember that, Just like, somebody's caught up in a mass formation psychosis doesn't mean they're not human and you're human which means you're just as vulnerable to the same thing caught up in a literal so, psyop yeah and everyone's kind of going through this and there'll yeah. be like a great like you know whatever the netflix is when netflix goes bust like the next netflix probably apple apple's documentary on yeah. <laughs> fucking uh yeah. the psyop of 2020 all yeah. the way through fucking covid to uh uh, or even before then, I would say even like around 2016 to like whatever the next few years is, whenever yeah. this main interface really takes hold, that will be like a whole psyop and a yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there will be like books written about it. <laughs> yeah, and it will be like, well, I was there. But don't be I mean- was there when they elected Joe Biden. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's no use being misanthropic like 
again, every, you should see humanity. The differentiation doesn't mean not recognizing that you're part of humanity. Like you should see humanity as an extension, as, as part of you. You should see it all as one thing. Despite the fact that you're an individual, you're still part of this thing that's like one thing. So when you see evil or things that are bad and crazy, don't see that as like, oh, that, that's not human or that's something totally alien or foreign. It's you. It's part of you because it's a human who's doing it. And that's how you avoid falling into the pitfall of like becoming misanthropic. Um, maybe they're human or maybe they're like shape-shifting alien. <laughs> Who really knows? Oh, shit, I think we turned off. Is that I it? I think that's all, but folks. It's all, it's, that's all for tonight, folks. Uh, we love you and thank you for spending time with us.